Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's going on, friends? It's a brand new week. It's the 6th of February and we are ready to go with a whole recap of the weekend. Uh, first off, how was yours? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, busy. Kind of here, there, and everywhere. A bunch of little things. It was nice. Good. We had a great rock game on Saturday night. Thanks to everybody who came out. Next home game is in two weeks. It is a Saturday night in Hamilton against Georgia, and it is alumni night. The old championship teams are all coming back. Cat, uh, let's start off with the most immediate thing. Uh, this morning, Toronto police have said that somebody, three people actually, had to be rescued that decided to go for a skate on Lake Ontario in and around the Toronto Islands. Uh Uh-oh. How fucking dumb are people? Like, you know, I'm really losing my patience with the stupidity that goes on because not only did these idiots go for a skate, they fell through the ice. Perfectly reasonable thing to happen after the temperatures that we had yesterday. Yeah, of course they fell through. A third person, I'm going to guess someone there filming this for social media, they tried to rescue the, pre- the people, and they fell through as well. So now we've got three people in a frigid, cold, but not fully frozen, Lake Ontario, and rescuers had to be dispatched to go and get them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're the Marine unit, I assume this is your downtime. You're a cop, but you don't really do a whole lot in the wintertime. Summer, I'm sure, is crazy. And it's constantly dealing with drunk boaters and people that don't know how to jet ski and that they get stuck and go in the wrong places. But in February, I would think it's a fairly chill existence. They were probably shocked when the phone rang. You got to go rescue somebody in the harbor. Why would anybody do that? Why would you put on skates and go for a skate around Lake Ontario now? It's not cold enough. I'm seriously actually not surprised, that, and I'm sure this has happened uh, multiple times, you know, whether it's toward the end of a season or at the beginning of a season, just when you think it's frozen. I mean, you're not supposed to do it regardless. Like, there's never a time, even under a polar vortex, where they say, yeah, everybody, go out and skate. They will always advise you not to. I do, although we don't know why they were out there, <laughs> Whatever, it's all—it's a dumb decision regardless. But if it is the social media thing, because I've seen this before, especially as mentioned, like the polar vortexy times where things are super frozen and people are out and they're skating and they think it looks beautiful on their Instagram. And sure, yeah, I get it. It does. It looks really pretty. You've got like the Toronto skyline behind you maybe or whatever it is. And you're like, yeah, I'm skating on, on Lake Ontario. Um, but just what a stupid thing to risk your life on. That's basically what you did. When there's a plenty of rinks that taxpayers pay for yeah. all through the winter and outside of the winter months too, in order for you to enjoy it. So go do that. It's like these people that climb the Scarborough Bluffs and they need to be rescued. When are we going to start charging people money for doing stupid shit? If if you want to go and do some adventurous activity to try and get a great shot for social media, fine. But if we have to come and rescue you, you're getting a bill. Well, this is the part that I don't get too, is that when somebody... Calls 911 that shouldn't be calling 911. Eventually, we charge them, right? Is there a certain point where we should be charging for this when you when you, you put yourself in that scenario? It really wasn't an accident. I mean, sure, you could try to claim it is, but you should have probably known the risks. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to judge this particular situation, but just in general, it's uh, it's crazy to me that people think that it's a good idea. I just hope that nobody, nobody sees that like those those images of that happening and says i want to go out and do that and try that it's not a good idea no it's really not so between that and and there's been a couple of earthquakes i know a couple of them this is strange there was an earthquake about two weeks ago in mexico and i know that there was some canadians down there vacationing at the time all right earthquakes happen all the time 
Then there was one yesterday or overnight in Turkey and Syria. The death tolls over a thousand devastating images coming out of there. It's horrible. But then there was another earthquake this morning, two kilometers east of West Seneca, New York, Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Apparently you could feel that one as far away as Toronto, Oshawa, Hamilton, and Cambridge, yeah. Ontario. Yeah, there were a couple of people saying that they felt it and all over the all, all over Ontario or just thinking like, I think I felt something, but you're not sure. I've been in that scenario before. It wasn't this earthquake. It was one that we had previous. You might remember like many years ago, I was working at the time at a radio station. I was like prepping for my show. And it is one of those weird things where you're like, you think you feel something happening, but if you're not in like that central part of the earthquake, you're unsure of what it is. And you feel like, I think I feel a swaying. It's the weirdest feeling. I don't know if, you, if you've ever felt that before, too. I mean, it's the weirdest feeling because, like, you feel like something's happening, but then it's, you aren't sure enough to be like, everybody, that was definitely an earthquake. You're questioning yourself more. Like, did I feel something? Was that a thing or am I just tired? <laughs> or, or am I dizzy or something for another reason? Do I need to get checked out? And it isn't until somebody else tells you or asks you, like, did you feel that? You're like... Oh, thank God. You'd felt it too. It's a, it's a weird thing. So I understand if you did feel that this morning, I get that. It's a we it is such a weird feeling. You have to go to social media right away to make sure you're not nuts. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Cause some of the texts that came into our FM radio shows this morning, uh, by the way, you can text us anytime we're on the radio at 833-915-SHOW. One person said, I woke up, I felt the earthquake. I was swaying. I tried to wake up my husband. He said, you're crazy. Go back to sleep. And yeah, you could almost convince yourself you're crazy that you didn't yeah. feel what you know you just felt. Yeah. What's going on with this concentration of earthquakes? Does this have anything to do with these fucking balloons that China's sending our way? Is, is that what's going on here? If China can launch a balloon and start an earthquake, we're in a lot of trouble. Well, I mean, they did control the weather. You might recall during the Beijing Olympics, they made sure it didn't rain. So <laughs> they've got to have some sort of a weird technology, and uh, that balloon was messed up. And apparently it's not the first time they've done it. One crashed off the coast of Hawaii uh, last year. There is another one that apparently came up through Latin America and is heading towards America. And then there's the one that we all heard about this weekend. And I know that we know about this one because the U.S. media broke the story. The reason the U.S. media broke the story is because people could see it. They were looking up thinking, what the fuck is that? Is there another moon? <laughs> What's going on? The thing is the size of three buses. It was a huge balloon. The, the, the interesting part to me was, and I didn't even consider this, we learned that it went across Canada at yes. one point. Why did we do nothing about that? Great question. <laughs> or, Why did we do nothing about notify it? Notify people. Like, I didn't even hear about it. Like, I didn't even hear about it. So if it flew over, flew, floated, I don't floated. know, what it float? I think you're did looking for float? a fly. Yeah. Uh, so if it was floating atop Canada, yeah, it would have been nice to be like, hey, psst, from the government of Canada, Twitter, at least, or something like, hey, guys, psst, psst, just, you know, yep, 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 there's a thing. Don't worry. We're, we're on it. Like, were you on it? I don't think they were, were you on worried. It. Well, now <laughs> anything <laughs> in communication with anybody, nothing. Now there's all these intelligence reports that are being leaked to the media in the U.S. that say things like we here in Canada were tracking it last weekend and nobody said anything. Mm -mm. And then the U.S. government didn't say anything until it was floating right over Montana. And there's all kinds of videos on TikTok and Instagram of people pointing up saying, holy fuck, there's another moon. 
<laughs> That's when they finally acknowledged it. My question is, how often does this happen that they don't tell us? If somebody didn't see it, would we ever would find we out? Would we know? Do, 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 do. And then there's the whole discussion about, should they have shot it down sooner? Well, I mean, when it came over Alaska, which is also U.S. territory, Joe, they probably should have shot it down at that point. And shooting it down over Alaska would probably make a lot of sense because even if it does crash back down into the ground, which it did, it's very unlikely to hit people through most of Alaska. Were they ready, though? Like, I mean, I'm not going to judge the situation. I'm not sure how quickly you can get missiles ready to go. Like, maybe they just needed some time. But we have NORAD. They're ready to go all the time. You would think. They've done nothing since Christmas when they tracked Santa. They needed to be woken up like the Marine unit did. Like, hey, something's happening. What? What the fuck? Something's happening? Nothing ever happens. Nothing What's happens on? on my watch. So we've got this balloon and it floats all the way over Alaska, down the BC coastline, over, sorry, the BC border, over Alberta, little bit into Saskatchewan, and then due south into Montana. And we know that this wasn't just a typical weather balloon because the U.S. Navy said it had maneuverability capability. In other words, it could point itself in the right direction. It could spin around. It could go up. It could go down. Mm -hmm. So somebody was controlling this fucking balloon. Something happened. Yeah. And then we just sort of, because they didn't want to shoot it down over Montana and risk the damage hitting people. They said that we didn't want it to rain down. Nobody told you fucking people to shoot a missile at it. It's a balloon. And I know it's not your everyday, like, birthday party balloon made of latex, but shit, did we really need an air-to-air missile that costs $40,000, more than a car, to shoot down a balloon? I have to think a well-placed dart, a slingshot, a BB gun, anything probably could have brought it down, and it would have went straight down. Mm. Instead, you guys shot it with a fucking missile. Now you've got a debris field that's seven miles wide over water. So anything you hope to get from it, you're never really going to be confident in it because you let it fly around for too long. And by the way, what was it doing here? China says it was a civilian weather balloon. It floated over know, a lot man. of military bases, though. I don't know that we can necessarily believe it was just up there testing the atmospheric pressure and, and the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. But even at that, like if you're launching something like that, isn't it at least even if I don't know, common courtesy, even if you don't get along with other countries, to be like, hey, hey, guys, it's me, China. What's, how you doing, by the way? Good, good, good. Great to hear. How's, how's your mom? Good, great. <laughs> so we're about to launch a weather balloon, and it looks as though it's going to drift your way very soon. Uh, just giving you a heads up, all is good. Okay, chat later. That doesn't happen, I guess, right? I don't think so. Why so, wouldn't you give someone a heads up that your balloon is going to approach their territory? Also, if you want to know about the weather, ask. People call all the time. How's the weather there? Yeah, is the weather good there? Yeah, it's fucking cold. That's that's what's going we on. We can forward you the news script every day if you want to know what the weather's like. Seriously, what are you sending a balloon over here for? Monitor your own fucking air. I, I don't know what this balloon was doing there or how many this, how many times this has happened and we never knew about it, but now we know about it and we're probably going to spend a lot more time looking up because it's clear our government sure as shit isn't going to tell us about it. We had to find out about it from the U.S. media. So somebody's got to explain what's going on here. Uh, we find ourselves now, because that, that's China, now we find ourselves involved in two wars that we're not actually involved in. Mm -hmm. We shipped another tank, or a tank, to Ukraine over the weekend. You know, it takes one of those, you know, those big, like, uh, four-engine military aircraft that Canada has, the big Globemaster ones? Yeah. 
we can only get one tank in there because it weighs like 70 tons or something like that. So we flew this 70-ton tank, just one, all the way over to Ukraine, 7,000 kilometers. Actually, we dropped it off in Poland, and I guess it's just supposed to throw on the nav or something and figure out how to get to Ukraine. And then we flew the plane back only to go and fly another one back over there. Uh, wow. That's fine. We're not in the Ukraine war, but obviously we're very much in the Ukraine war. Now we've sent a CP-140 Aurora aircraft to Haiti. Oh. I don't understand what's going on in Haiti, and I guess I probably should take a little more time to figure it out. But they say that there's these gangs that are trying to rule the capital, and oh. and there's a story about them uh, assaulting people and, and pillaging and blocking people access to health care and so on and so forth. And, and if all of that's true, that, that's horrible, horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were asked, apparently, by the U.S., listen, we've got other shit going on. Can Canada take care of the Haiti thing? Can you guys go down there? You've got some history there from after the earthquake. Can Canada go in and do something? And we said, no, we're not getting involved in this conflict. But we did get involved in the conflict. Now we've got a surveillance plane flying over Haiti just looking for gang activity. Oh, okay. And if that's a thing, we've got a lot of gang activity here. Could we put a plane up here and keep an eye on what's going on here? Because this seems like a no-brainer if it can monitor that sort of shit. So I don't know what's going on, Kat. It seems like there's a lot of covert shit that nobody likes to talk about. But that's sort of the lay of the land as we kick off the brand new week. The Grammys were on last night. Indeed, they were. What do um, you think? So, I I mean, they were very Grammy-ish. Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Your typical award show. Mind you, I don't know. In looking at it, I really liked this past year in music. That's what I realized while I was watching because I was actually interested in everything. Like, m- most of the performances, interested. What people had to say, pretty interested. The song selection of uh, nominees, mostly I thought really good. A couple of surprises, a couple of weird things. I will say, you know, the the attire that people were wearing was interesting, but it always has been, you know, in the pop in the pop world. Uh, it always has been. But I found it more more so this year. I was like, oh, that's a neat outfit. Um, but yeah, like that, that was cool. The amount of people that showed up was cool. I thought that the performances were pretty good. Trevor Noah was ne- I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Trevor Noah, just because for me when I I I watch an award show. I want to laugh a lot. And he just doesn't make me laugh that much. I don't know. He's not very controversial at all. I like a little bit of controversy. It's, so it's very mild with Trevor Noah, but he's good. I mean, he's, he's not bad. Well, welcome to the Grammys, everybody. And I'm lucky enough to be back as your host tonight. My job is to be your eyes, your ears. I'll be floating around this room. Think of me like a Chinese spy balloon. That's what I'm doing right now. Harry Styles is here tonight, everybody. I mean, what can you say about this man that hasn't been said, huh? Women throw their panties at this man, and then he puts them on, and he looks better in them than they do. Lizzo's joining us, the most famous flute player in the world since, I'm sure there were others, and, and, but you know what I mean. Taylor Swift sold more albums than any other human on the planet last year. The only music we listened to more than Taylor's music was the whole music for Southwest Airlines. That was it. They've got the real streaming numbers. To me, it's still shocking that Trevor Noah replaced Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart's a comedy legend, and The Daily Show was an institution. And then Trevor Noah went in there and buggered the whole thing up, and now it's canceled. Uh, Trevor Noah is, he's fine, but very, very, very safe. He's safe, yeah, for sure. And I think the artists like that. Like, (laughs) I think that the artists probably enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was okay. 
It was all right. Uh, I like the memes about Ben Affleck's face the most, I think, if I had to pinpoint anything from the night that was my favorite. <laughs> Nobody looked more disinterested in Dude. being anywhere than Ben Affleck looked at the Grammys last night. You know what's funny, too, is I, so I saw some, I was glancing at the, well, I was watching, I'm just glancing in the background, because I love to watch the background of those shows, because you get to see, like, stars and just doing their normal shit when they don't realize a camera's on them. And Ben Affleck was one of those people that I had my eye on, not realizing the whole world was watching that, too. Because at one point... They were like having an intense conversation, like him and J-Lo, where like her hand was just like, no, like the answer's no, Ben. And he's just like, oh, fuck. That's what it looked like. It would look like he was like, is there like a casino here or somewhere I can get a drink? She's like, no, I fucking told you there's not. And then they look at the camera and they both like smile. And Ben, Ben, this is what I appreciate about Ben Affleck. He doesn't even try to fake a smile. Can I just say I actually do appreciate that, though? Yeah, it's honest. He, he was in no fucking mood to be there and he didn't want to fake it. He wasn't going to sit there and fake that he wanted to be there. He was there because J-Lo said, you're fucking going. <laughs> and he sat there as if he was a guest at a work party for an employer he wasn't even working at and just watched the whole thing with no phone, no snacks, no, no drinks. Yep. He was he was not happy. That was miserable for him. It looked miserable. Like, and Maybe that's just his face. Like, Does he just have that natural face? I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe we need to look back and get the people who do these kind of things to really look back on, on any show that he's ever been involved in. When it comes to acting, when it comes to when he's at the SAG Awards or the Oscars, is he happy? Like maybe he's always been miserable. So I don't want to pin that on anything specific. But boy, did he look upset last night. Can I, <laughs> it was hilarious. Can I just offer a, a different perspective for Ben if he happens to be listening to this pod? Bro, I get it. I've been dragged to those fucking things so many times and they suck and, and there's nothing going on during the commercial breaks except for small talk and people trying to race to the bathroom and get back and people are bitching and moaning that they need this or need that. Need that. I get it. It sucks. You were with Jennifer Lopez. Could you not just get the fact that your phone was taken away out of your head for a few minutes and, and get the fact that you wanted to drink and probably to gamble on something. Could you just get that out of your head for a second and focus on who you're with? You're with Jennifer goddamn Lopez. Most people would cut off their own dick to be in that situation. He's like, he's probably just like, yeah, but I'm with her every day. Like, why do I have to be with her at this fucking thing? Well, I mean, it, it's nice to see your significant other shine in their she element. She wasn't even nominated for no, Anything but at all. everybody she just showed up. It was funny. There was so much attention paid to Jennifer Lopez. And I love J-Lo. Me I'm too. saying that out of love. So there was all this attention paid to Jennifer Lopez and Taylor Swift. And the camera was on them nonstop, basically, throughout the entire show. Then Beyonce shows up and you didn't see J-Lo again for the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah, you notice that? Why was Beyonce late? Was it seriously traffic? Because they have helicopters that fly people around L.A. all the time to get around the traffic. Well, one would think, too, and maybe this is a Beyonce problem or who knows. But when you know that you're probably going to set a massive record, which she did last night. The all-time most Grammy wins. The most Grammy award in history ever was won by Beyonce now at 33 total. I'm trying not to be too emotional. And I'm trying to just receive this night. I want to thank God for protecting me, and my parents, my father, my mother, for loving me and pushing me. I'd like to thank my beautiful husband, my beautiful three children who are at home watching. I'd like to thank the queer community for your love and for inventing this genre. 
God bless you. Thank you so much to the Grammys. Thank you. And the 32nd that she won, she wasn't even there for when Cuffit won at the beginning. But when you know that that's going to happen and the likelihood of you being the talk of the night, maybe you leave earlier. Maybe. Maybe. And you know what? Just hang out at a, at a In-N-Out Burger down the road or something like that until you because re- you want to be fashionably late. I get it. You don't want to do red carpet? Fucking right. Maybe I wouldn't either. But you can't maybe leave a little earlier. Just a little. Like, like a little shit. Bit. It Did was you guys just, not playing? It was basically about Beyonce. Like the night was virtually just about Beyonce. And she showed up late. I found that interesting. And obviously she was with her husband, Jay-Z. They, so they both ended up sh- late. Thankfully, she was there for the actual record, the, the big one where she won and, and took over that record of the most uh, Grammy wins in history. So that's good. I like Jay-Z growing out his hair. He looks good. I don't like it for him. Really? No, I don't oh, like it for him. I thought, no, okay, I think- new trend. This looks great. Not for me. Okay. So let's run down some of the winners. Album of the year. Harry Styles, Harry's House. Well-deserved. I thought I don't think anyone didn't like that. Exactly. Best new artist, Samara Joy. I don't even know who that is. Okay. Well, I do four radio shows a day and have no idea who <laughs> well, Samara jo- Joy is. See, and I'm going to ask because I obviously don't know either. What genre is that, though? I don't know. I'm is that like sure. a genre we're not familiar with? Because that would make sense. There were, by the way, some good, decent people up for that award, though. That said, definitely more householdy names. But okay, great, fine. I don't hate on that because it's new. Like, who knows? There's still ambiguity between what song of the year and record of the year is, but record of the year went to Lizzo about damn time. Song of the year, Bonnie Raitt, just like that. Even Bonnie Raitt was like, what the fuck? Yeah, how the fuck? (laughs) What, What just happened there? How did Bonnie Raitt win that? And how can we possibly say that these awards are relevant when Bonnie Raitt won Song of the Year over Adele and, and Harry Styles and all these other artists that were nominated. I don't understand that. Is it, uh, is it one of those things where, and I, you hate to think that, that these things are calculated, but hey, look at, look at artists like The Weeknd and Drake who refuse to even submit their music themselves because they believe it's corrupt. They believe the Grammys are corrupt. So I believe you, they're right. Well, when you look at stuff like that and you wonder, are they just trying to appeal to everybody here and be like Bonnie Raitt one so that the older crowd's like, yeah, fucking right, Bonnie Raitt. Then my mom can say, <laughs> I knew somebody at the Grammys. Exactly. Like, it makes you wonder if they do set these things up. And not to say Bonnie Raitt's not fine and da- dandy. I couldn't even tell you what that song is called. I don't remember. But... I do wonder if there's a lot more happening behind the scenes. And this shit like that makes me think so. Best best pop solo performance went to Adele, Easy On Me. Okay, no problem. Yeah, fine. Best dance electronic music album, Beyonce, Renaissance. Yeah. And while I don't necessarily think that she doesn't deserve it, I do think that we need to again redefine these genres because I'm pretty sure that there's an entire genre starring people like, oh, I don't know, Diplo and Deadmau5 and Tiesto that all put out huge, huge singles over the year and huge albums, but a pop star won in that category. And I Oh, I, but her album was Dance and Electronic, her entire album front to back. She did she should be. This is the argument that we've always had is that people generalize. What do you want her in the hip hop and R and B category when that album is not hip hop and R and B? It's most certainly dance all the way through. I'm glad that that happened. Best Musica Urbana album. Bad Bunny. No shit. Un there, Verano si, Sinti. 
Why did they even bother putting anyone else in that category? Because you know Bad Bunny was going to win that. I kind of liked Maluma in that category, to be honest with you. But again, that's a genre that I feel like doesn't get enough attention. And it was really neat last night, A, to see a Spanish artist open the show, Mm -hmm. and B, him to give his acceptance speech in Spanish and no translation. Yeah, and you know what I I found shocking was the amount of people being like, oh, really? Bad Bunny? Like, that's actually the number one artist in the world. Sure. That actually, that artist had the most spins out of anybody that was sitting at that Grammys for the entire year. I know here in North America, we don't play Bad Bunny as much, but that guy is huge. Absolutely. I kind of think we should. I think we're missing I the agree. boat there. Best pop duo group performance. Hard to disagree. It was kind of a late release this year, but Sam Smith and Kim Petras, unholy. Yep. I like the way Sam Smith did that. Uh, Sam has a lot of attention on him, and that's great. He's been established for a while. He won a Grammy, but he decided he was going to let Kim Petras speak because Kim Petras had something important to say. And she said, what was she, the first trans woman to ever win a Grammy Award? Was, um, was that, that the ca- I'm not sure. I think it was just for that category. I'm not oh, sure that she was okay. the first trans. But the fact that they stepped aside, that Sam Smith s- stepped aside and said, No, this is you at the podium. I thought that was really nice, too. I like that, too. Best country album went to Willie Nelson, A Beautiful Time. And while we can all appreciate Willie Nelson for what Willie is, I I find it hard to believe that he had the country album of the year when you look at these huge releases from from Chris Stapleton and, and all the big country artists. Willie Nelson had the country album of the year. I think country fans are a little disappointed in that one, too. It seems like politics. Where was Willie? Everybody said things like, we're thinking about you, Willie. We hope you're okay, Willie. I'm guessing Willie was probably going to be there, but something health-wise might have happened. I'm going to assume that that's what it was, but otherwise, I don't actually know. Why would we assume something health-wise would happen to Willie? Huh? Taylor Swift won Best Video for All Too Well, the short film. Dave Chappelle won a Grammy for The Closer, the comedy album. Best Americana Album, Brandy Carlisle. I have no idea who Brandy Carlisle is or what Brandy Carlisle sings. Oh, but yeah. Seems to be very popular. I mean, does Brandy Carlisle get played on Canadian radio? Oh, yeah, I believe really? so. Yeah, I believe so. Certain, like, I mean, certain certain places, right? But very, very popular for those who, who like Brandy Carlisle, for sure. Who like that genre. Best Rock Song. Out of all the rock artists in North America that would have been Grammy, in the world, that would have been Grammy eligible, best rock song or or best rock performance, Brandy Carlisle, Broken Horses. And I don't think Brandy Carlisle Carlisle gets played on many rock stations. All in all, I found it to be kind of a bizarre Grammy Awards. I, I think you're probably right. They were trying to nuance it and make everybody happy, and I'm not quite sure that they necessarily achieved that. But either way, here we are. Uh, Before we go, there's just a couple things that I want to touch on, and then we're going to get to the replay of Missed Connections. A week from today, HR managers, is going to be hell. A week from today is one of the most called-in sick days of the year. It is the day after the Super Bowl. And every study that we've seen for the last 30 years says the Monday after Super Bowl is the least productive day on the work calendar. Mm -hmm. Worse than Christmas Eve. So why is it still a work day? The reason I ask is because it's not a holiday, although in Tennessee, one U.S. state, they've proposed dropping Columbus Day and making the day after Super Bowl a holiday because they know what we're up against. You may not like it, but the reality is it's a gong show trying to fill all the vacancies that day. Right, uh, right, right. It's a practical thing, right, I suppose, for them. Philadelphia is playing in the Super Bowl. 
So the superintendent of Philadelphia schools sent a text note to parents on Friday. We feel that it's important to give students and staff the opportunity to enjoy the game with their families, but still attend school and work the next day safely and well-rested. Therefore, school's going to start two hours later next Monday. So if school usually starts at 9, it starts at 11. Wow. Don't you kind of... I feel like you can't appeal to everybody, though, with that. No. You're not going to make everybody happy with that choice, but you're going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah, and there's going to be some people who bitch and complain. Oh, education's more important than football and... People are out getting drunk and eating too much food and fuck it shouldn't involve school. I mean, let's be practical. We know people are going to call in sick. We know that there's going to be a billion people watching the game. Why don't we just embrace it and make it easier for people? I half wouldn't mind a late start. Think of it this way. I know that we're in a bit of a pickle here in Ontario because even if we did want to do that, even Mm -hmm. if we decided, we all agree, for many reasons, it makes sense to make the Monday after Super Bowl a holiday. Fine. But we just got family day. What was that six, seven years ago we started celebrating? Yeah, years about ago? that. Yeah, sure. We've got family day two weeks later. So they're not going to give us two holidays no. during the shortest month of the year. Nor should they. So I suggested, why don't we just move family day to the Monday after Super Bowl? I know a lot of people are going to have an issue with that. Fine. Forget it. Don't bother. But maybe we should start embracing half holidays. Half holidays. Maybe we should start half having half day? holidays. Okay, Because okay, there's okay. a few of them that I wouldn't mind. I actually wouldn't mind making family day a full-blown holiday, half day, late start on the Monday after Super Bowl. Uh, we should probably have the afternoon and evening off on Halloween, i.e. it's a work yep. till noon sure. kind of day. I don't hate that. When Halloween falls on a weekday. I think that there's practical reasons to do this. And then we can get real creative. Let's do a fucking Cinco de Mayo. Let's do uh, whatever. Create them all. Look, I, this is going to come from a non-football fan, okay? Sure. So bear this in mind. But do we have to do it on a Sunday? Why doesn't the Super Bowl just take place on a Saturday? I get that you're used to your Sunday rituals and everyone involved. In, it might take a while for the people to get used to, but it is a special day. It's a one-off. It's a once a year. Why can't they just play the Super Bowl on a Saturday? Is that really fucked up for me to even suggest? Like, why don't we just do that? You outrageous bitch. I know. (laughs) Like, but seriously, all of these issues and people changing their plans, fuck that. Tell the NFL to change their plans. And well, guess what? The viewership will still be there on a Saturday. In fact, I'm going to actually, I might actually watch the whole thing. Whereas I'm definitely going to bed after Rihanna. I think viewership numbers might be better. I propose they move it to a Saturday. Here, here. Well, those are the offers on the table. Half day holidays that we could have here in Canada, or we play the Super Bowl on a Saturday, which would also be great. Although, you know, they always wonder about the societal issues when they do stuff like that. If we moved the Super Bowl to a Saturday, are we just rolling the dice on impaired driving, getting to an epic level, and and I don't know, like the LCBO burning to the ground because there's so many people nah. in it? Is that a real concern? Nah, man, nah. I think it's all the same because if people who party hard on a Saturday. We'll probably still party hard on the Sunday anyway. But at least people won't bitch and moan about the next day. Take a fucking vacation day. Call in sick like most people do. And most people are going to a week from today. In fact, you should start getting your excuses ready or uh, just look into your company's sick policy. Us, for example, you don't need to be sick. You get 10 flex days. It could be sick. It could be mental health or it could be, I just don't feel like coming to work today. So we could use one of those. We're not Are allowed you proposing to, that we use one of those next week? Well, I'm just saying if it happens to go down like that, 
it's not the end of I the don't, world. There's other days that I'll take over Super Bowl. I don't care enough. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday, everybody. We are back with a whole, almost a whole week of podcasts. I don't think there's going to be one on Friday because we're going to be live from Blue Mountain Resort. But this is an interesting opportunity for you. You're listening to the podcast, but on our radio show, we're giving away an overnight stay for two, and it comes with some stuff to do at Blue Mountain. It comes with a dinner gift card and all that sort of stuff. Just go to our website if you want details on that, and you can enter to win. And then Friday, when we're at Blue Mountain, we'll do the grand prize draw. That's right. Now we leave you with the replay of Missed Connections. Missed Connections. Missed Connections. On the Scott and Cat Show. Okay. How does that sound? That sounds sound? good. Thank sounds you. good. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's coming through nicely here. Great. Good stuff. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Missed Connections here on the Scott and Cat Show. We're going to stop down for a minute to perform a service. We're going to try and unite people who have had a, an encounter in the past but can't find each other now. One's looking for the other and told the story online. We read it, and here we go. This one is called The Woman at the Hospital. From what I can tell, this is a male for a female. You had a hat on that said, bad hair day. (laughs) I think you have beautiful hair and a great body too. We met in the hallway. I was in such a rush to get my blood work done. Man, I wish I could have stopped and talked to you. I went and did my thing. Then I started my search for you, sweetie. I spent an hour looking for you. You what? What? I couldn't find you. Floor by floor. No, you didn't. I think I checked them all. <laughs> you were very beautiful. Coffee, drink, when and if you get this. Wait a second. So number one, you're trying to pick up at the hospital. That's probably not a good idea. Weird spot. I'll be back after I get my blood work done. <laughs> Hang on. It's weird. I might have a serious infection. I'm not sure, but... Blood work will tell us. Once we get the green light, would you like to go out sometime? (laughs) So, I I think it's unrealistic to expect a patient to be sitting in the same spot as they were an hour ago, unless you're in the waiting room at the ER, in which case you sit for hours. You're darn right. But, Caesar notices the hat, goes off to get his blood work, comes back and she's gone. Just gone. So he went searching the hospital, like floor by floor. Was he like popping into rooms? Hi, is the hot Excuse girl me. here? No, oh, sorry. no, okay, never mind. Sorry, I know you're in labor with a baby, but have you seen the hot girl with the bad hair day hat? No? Get out? All right, I will. I know we employ security at the hospital. Did they not notice this person just wandering around trying to pick up? Especially like the elevator doors on every floor. Ding. <laughs> All right, floor three's got to be the one. This is where she is. I'll find her. Check in the closet, like the custodial closet, like just in case. <laughs> did it ever did it ever occur to him that maybe she was just discharged? Maybe she's just gone? He wasted a whole day searching an entire hospital. <laughs> For an hour. Why would anyone want to stay in a hospital longer than they have to? Right. There's Holy no <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, nonetheless, if that's you, there's someone who wants to meet you, but I don't think you want to meet them. Side note, where do you get that hat? Because that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great hat. Amazon. Under Armour Eaton Center, the Trinidad Beauty, this one is called. And from what I could tell, this is a male for a female, too. (laughs) Okay, sorry, I'll try to get through this. It was last week. You were behind me speaking to your two friends at the Under Armour store in the Eaton Center. I turned around and I guessed, hey, you're from Trinidad. 
You asked me how I guessed, and I explained someone I know who owned horses had that accent. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm a musician, so I have a pretty good ear. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't like this guy. No, nope, uh, I don't nope. like him. I don't like him. Well, we ended up talking about horses and how your dad let his horses loose on the beach. We were interrupted by a guy behind the counter. I told you, you're in good hands with Jerome. (laughs) 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 He'll take good care and ring you up. (laughs) This guy here, this is Jerome. He'll take care of it. How often is this guy in Under Armour? Does he work there? (laughs) I'd love to hear the rest of the story about your dad's horses and learn more about your interests, too. And I hope to hear from you soon. <laughs> I'll bet you do. <laughs> Where was she from? Was it Trinidad? Trinidad. Oh. Well, cl- clearly, I've, I'm a musician. I know I know accents because I've got a good ear because I am a musician. Let me tell you what they teach us in music school. <laughs> How to identify a Trinidadian <laughs> accent. <laughs> musician first. Accent figure outer number two. It's on my resume. What's going on at the Under Armour store? Is this like some hookup spot in the Eaton Center? Is this some sort of a hookup spot that I didn't know about? Well, one thing's for sure. Jerome will take your care of you. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good hookup spot, but if you want some Under Armour clothes, Jerome's your guy. Jerome only. Don't talk to anybody else but Jerome. I got a guy at the Under Armour store. <laughs> His name's Jerome. Just walk right in and say you're there for Jerome. All right? Everybody knows when you ask for Jerome, you're going home with some Under Armour drip. <laughs> Oh, I gotta go downtown. I want to do some shopping now. She's probably moving back to Trinidad as we speak. She's like, nope, don't like it here. <laughs> don't like this. How was Canada? Let me tell you about the Under Armour store. <laughs> don't go near the Let me tell center. you about that. It's this dude named Jerome. I think he's the prime minister. And he... <laughs> Sweet deals. But the rest of it's weird, man. <laughs> Three stars, not advised. An American fighter jet shot down a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that had been spotting crossing the United States, officially ending history's most complicated gender reveal party. (laughs) You guys see this? uh, Tickets to Beyonce's tour go on sale, and Ticketmaster said that demand is already 800% higher than what's available. (laughs) Today, the Ticketmaster CEO showed up to Congress like, let's just get these hearings out of the way. Let's just do it. A new study finds that despite women making less money than men, more single women in the U.S. own homes than single men, thanks to a phenomenon economists call divorce. Florida has proposed legislation that would allow residents to carry firearms without a permit. Also, everyone gets to do one murder. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.